What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. And in today's podcast, we have uh, several things to go over. First, I will be giving a quick recap and my thoughts on WWE Crown Jewel that took place on Thursday, October 31st. Then I will be giving a quick recap and my thoughts on AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. And in the last segment of our show, I will be talking about how NXT is being involved with Survivor Series along with Raw and SmackDown this year. So sit back, grab a cold one, turn this podcast up, and you are listening to the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And we drop a podcast every Wednesday, and you can catch us on Saturdays on Brain Buster Radio. And right now, you're listening to Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. Alrighty guys, first off, I just want to give a huge thank you to the band These Wolves uh, for letting me use their song uh, as the new intro song. That song is called Dead to Me. It is available on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes, Apple Music, where pretty much wherever you listen to your music. Just go search These Wolves and this song will pop up. This band is up and coming and they are fantastic. So again, thank you to These Wolves for giving me permission to use their song uh, as my show opening. Now, let's go ahead and talk about Crown Jewel. Going into Crown Jewel, I honestly thought that it was just going to be another glorified house show uh, like the rest of these Saudi pay-per-views are. And, uh, but to me, I looked at this and I thought this is more like they really made this show uh, feel like uh, feel like a house show that wasn't glorified, if you know what I mean. And, uh, but with that... Let's go ahead and get into the results. So, Humberto Carlo wins the 20-man Battle Royal, becomes number one contender for the United States title. And that was on the kickoff show. Uh, he, there, it was him and eight other competitors left, like Buddy, Hart, Buddy Murphy, 
R-Truth, and Andrade. They were eliminated, leaving Eric Rowan, Luke Garber, Cedric Alexander, and Carlo as the final four. So pretty much here, uh, story of this is the fans chanted for Harper off the bat. He eliminated uh, Alexander. And then a brief interruption, which I will get into after this. Um, so pretty much, Carlos slid under the slid under the ring, the their legs on the ring apron, and tipped them both over the top rope to win. It was it was a creative battle while finish. I'll I'll give him that. So it saved uh, some time in a boring match. So the twenty four chant twenty. Excuse me, the 24-7 championship, R-Truth defeated Sengil Sai, uh, who was the champion via pinfall to win the title uh, on the kickoff show. Both were pretty much both eliminated from the Battle Royal. Truth did a, a Troop won the title via roll-up, one, two, three, title change outside the ring. Crowd, that popped the crowd. Okay, so our first real match on the uh, main card was for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar defending against Cain Velasquez. And Lesnar, surprisingly here, defeated Cain Velasquez uh, in quick fashion via submission to retain the title. Uh, So pretty much Mysterio was in Velasquez's corner Mysterio tried to hand uh, Velasquez a chair. Uh, and I, I believe Lesnar used the chair to hit Velasquez when the referee was distracted. Uh, they, they were playing this angle where Velasquez's knee was injured, was like injured, quote-unquote, I... I really don't know what else to say about this match other than it was a quick match. Next up, uh, after the match, Mysterio called out Lesnar. So pretty much backstage uh, later in the show, Mysterio, what Mysterio basically did, he gave Brock Lesnar credit for beating Velasquez. But short, long story short, uh... Mysterio said Lesnar will pay for everything he did of uh, what he did to his son, son Dominic, and their family soon. Our next match is the OC defeat the Viking Raiders via pinfall to lead, to win the Tag Team World Cup. So, this was a Tag Team Turmoil match. This match was alright. You know, if I was grading it, I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. But this is in Throwback Thursday reviews. So it, it was a pretty good match. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through, uh, give kind of give the highlights. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeat Lucha House Party via pinfall. Dolph Ziggler and Roode defeat Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins via pinfall. Heavy Machinery defeat Dolph Ziggler. And Robert Root and Root via pinfall. New Day beat Heavy Machinery via pinfall. New Day beat B Team via pinfall. New Day beat the Revival via, uh, beat the Revival with a pinfall. The OC defeat the New Day via pinfall. 
So those were just the big, just the highlights of it. Mansoor defeats Cesaro uh, via pinfall. So, quick highlights of this match. Mansoor was gaining momentum. Cesaro hit him with a nasty-looking European uppercut. As he dove out of the ring, Mansoor uh, wobbled with a setup in Seguri, followed by a hurricane in front of him outside, a cannonball top, and a tornado DDT for a two-count. Uh... Not Cesaro, not, not Man, Mansoor face first into the top burkle, turnbuckle. Uh, he caught, so pretty much Cesaro climbed the top rope and followed with an avalanche, with an avalanche gut ramp suplex. Only got a two and a half. Mansoor kicked out. More near finishes. A skip cross face. Uh, Mansoor almost pinned Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro. Nailed him with a super... Mansoor nailed uh, Cesaro with a super kick. Uh, excuse me. Cesaro nailed the super kick on Mansoor. Mansoor reversed with another avalanche gut wrench... Avalanche gut wrench suplex into a power bomb and hit a per- perfect pitcher moonsault for the win. And yeah, the crowd was hot. Both men delivered, putting over Mansoor because... He's from Saudi Arabia. Duh. Um, Tyson Fury defeated Braun Strowman. I don't care about this match. This match wasn't really good. Uh, So that's all I'm going to say on this match. More 24-7 championship. Samir Singh defeated R-Truth via pinfall. Backed into a corner backstage. So pretty much Truth was backed into uh, a corner backstage. Truth tried to, es- he tried to escape but ran into a pair of closed doors and knocked himself out. One, two, three. Samir Singh wins the 24-7 title. United States Championship. AJ Styles defeat Humberto Carlo via pinfall to retain the title. Can't be honest. Crowd was dead. Uh, for a good match after spending all of its energy on Mansoor and Fury. Uh, Garlo bounced off the middle and then the top rope for a corkscrew crossbody. And then they traded in Seguri's with the, traded an Inseguri and a Pele kick. Uh, Garlo tweaked his knee on a counter. Styles uh, concentrated on it and locked the challenger in a calf crusher. Uh, Carl reached the bottom rope. Uh, uh, aborted mood salt, tweaked his knee again. Styles called him with the phenomenal forearm. Styles retains the title. Natalia defeat Lacey Evans via submission. This was the first women's match in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the. This match, this was weird. They, they were both wear, wearing not f- only full-length bodysuits, but loose t-shirts to cover any features. You know, last-minute attire caused some distractions early in the match. And then Natalia wins via sharpshooter. Nothing else in that match. Team Hogan. Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, 
Ali and Shorty G or Chad Gable. Versus Team Flair, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I This is about the time... Excuse me here, let me see what I got in my notes. Okay, so folks finished, Reigns finally got, finally going over. You know how that stuff is. Just usual, um, 10-man tag stuff. Universal Championship, The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeats Seth Rollins via pinfall to win the title false count anywhere. This match cannot be stopped for any reason. Fiend uh, immediately got the upper hand on Rollins and no soul to stop at ringside. Slamming Rollins into the ring apron. Uh, they fought on for a while. The Fiend stalked Rollins and lifted ringside. So, towards the end of the match, excuse me, at the end of the match, uh, the Fiend won the title. Uh, is what the, the main point I'm trying to get across here. Uh, which is interesting because the Universal uh, title is the Raw's main title. It is interesting because The Fiend is a SmackDown super, is, a, is exclusive to SmackDown now. And the Universal Champion on the Raw brand just a few weeks after WWE promised a real brand split with no crossover shows. Match itself was a good one. First one was... First was the... First was be, first one. Uh, was between Rollins and the Fiends. The difference being this one had a far better ending. That makes sense in terms of the Fiend character. The story was well told, and the action was brutal throughout the ring, with Rollins uh, taking much of the punishment. And so there was my, and also, talent before last night SmackDown. Currently recording it's on a Saturday. Got stuck in Saudi Arabia, all that fun stuff. This is this is all in Crown Jewel. So that, but after the quick commercial break, I will be back talking it, giving it my uh, quick thoughts and rundown of AEW Dynamite from October thirtieth. Don't go anywhere. What's going on, wrestling fans? My name is Peyton Byrne, aka J. 3X, and I am the host of the J3X Show. The J3X Show is a professional wrestling podcast and also an MMA podcast as well. On the wrestling side, you can find our predictions for every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay-per-view, and also find our pay-per-view review episodes there too. On the MMA side, you can find everything from our predictions for most UFC pay-per-views, personal top five lists, and interviews as well. So if you want a fun podcast to listen to, then the J3X show is the place for you. With that being said, let's get back to the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. Baby! Peace, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for a quick rundown and a recap of AEW Dynamite for October 30th, 2019. Uh, this show took place in the Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, West Virginia. So, 
uh, first quick recap here is Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes contract signing uh, erupts uh, and it leads to pretty much vi uh, violence. And I love, 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 love chaotic contract signings. Not the way that WWE does it. Not the standard. They sign the contract. They talk some crap to each other. One person goes through a table. All that stuff. Uh, so the running story throughout the first hour of the show was Cody Rhodes arriving to the arena for his AEW World Championship contract signing against Chris Jericho uh, at full gear. Rhodes is en route via private jet and limousine. I think they did a great job of hooking into the sport aspect of professional wrestling. Rhodes looked like he had butterflies in his stomach prior to the big moment as he reflected on his personal motive. Uh, as he sort of reflected on his personal motivations and, and, and the desire. And then uh, it came time for Rhodes to sit across uh, his foe. The tension was high. Rhodes signed a contract. Jericho teased the signing. Did, did a table-flipping fake-out joke. So pretty much, uh, I shouted... So what I did, personally, I'm a fan of Jericho. So, of course, I popped for this segment. Because uh, I was... I was expecting... I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting shenanigans here. And then Jericho kind of said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, wait a minute. As to not make a mockery of the proceedings. Then Jericho signed the contract... And the two shook hands as Jericho turned to leave. Rhodes did not let go. Jericho uh, pretty much told Cody that he couldn't stand here all night. And Cody might be needed elsewhere. Then Sammy Guevara flashed on the big screen. Came on the big screen with the camera painted over to Jake Hager. Uh, beating the heck out of Dustin Rhodes. With, and he hit this massive knee to the... Uh, need to the Gorn. And this was a great reference to Hager's no contest MMA fight uh, over the weekend. And then, so pretty much what Hager did, he proceeded to pummel Dustin Rhodes by smashing his head into the side panel of the car and slamming the door on his arm. Dustin was left a Dead on the ground, Cody and MJF ran off the inner circle and to end the scene. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. But the thing that I was surprised about and the thing that I'm actually happy about is there was no, no WWE shenanigans where the two competitors after the contract signing beat each other up. One of them goes through the table. But then they just continued to great to pull off that that feel, like that aspect. Like as soon as Jericho said, you might have bigger things to worry about, and I automatically knew that we are gonna see something great here. Because I was not expecting the inner circle to 
beat up Hager. To beat up Dustin Rhodes, excuse me. And that was great. That that mobbing, that uh whatever you want to call it, the mobbing. The mo- let's just call it a gang attack. A gang attack uh was was nice. Nice to see. SCU, man. SCU, the inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions. Oh my god. What a match. The Lucha Bros and SCU. The big move of this match, Pentagon, Powerbomb, Frankie Kazarian through the Timekeeper's Table. Things look bleak for Scorpio Sky. Phoenix hit a totem pole splash off Pentagon's shoulders. But Scorpio, of course, kicked out at two. Lucha Bros was setting up for their high-flying butt stomp and into a package pod. Like, so pretty much what they do is they, is uh, Pentagon holds one guy, holds the opponent back, and then Phoenix goes to the top rope. He does a double stomp onto the butt or the lower back of the opponent. And then it hits a package pile driver. Uh, but, of course, Scorpio Sky escaped for an inside cradle to Pentagon. Uh, Kazarian pulled himself up and ran across the ring to block Phoenix from breaking the pin. One, two, three. SCU is now the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was one heck of a main event. Uh... And it's good to see the Lucha Bros as heels here. I honestly love the Lucha Bros as heels. I've always been a Lucha Bros fan. Been a fan of Pentagon Jr. for a while now. And then I found his brother, Ray Phoenix. Amazing, amazing tag team. Mark my words. Those two will be AEW tag team Champions. So the rest of the so uh pretty much still kicked off with Hangman Page and Sammy Guevara. Uh pretty much this match was about a rug cowboy style versus disrespectful sparkle style. Early in the match, uh Page hit a buckshot lariat. So, towards the end of the match, Paige hit a buckshot lariat for a 1-2-3. After, uh, afterward, he took to the mic to proclaim his desire for some real cowboy. Finish the sentence for me. You know uh, what word I want to say. Uh, to pack, to pack, excuse me, in their match at full gear. I'm not sure what cowboy fill in the blank entails, but I would like to see as he, as much of a Chris Jericho fan I am. I'm a huge Jericho fan. I love the inner circle, except Santana and Ortiz. Great tag team, but they can screw off. Anyway, um, I want to see if Hangman, if Cody can't beat Chris Jericho at full gear. 
if Hangman can kind of get that redemption and, and and beat Jericho for the title. Uh, only women's match of the day of the night. Hiroko Shido defeated Shauna. Shauna, as of yesterday, Friday, November 1st, Shauna is full-time with AEW. And Hiroko Shida, fantastic wrestler. This match had some international flair to it. Uh, Shauna, never heard of this woman in my life until I saw her on Dynamite. Wow, wow, wow. Incredible women's wrestler. But, so pretty much, a little bit of background on Shauna. She resides in France, but was born in Portugal. Her nickname is Portugal's Perfect Athlete. And pretty much, she did hit a high knee, uh, a Falcon Arrow sit-down slam, and a running knee strike to win the match. This match also uh, had close call kickouts, but in the end, Shida was too much to handle. Then we got a vignette with Brandy flashing uh, yellow cat eyes as she summoned also Kong. Kong had a meat cleaver and doll hair in hand like something out of the American Horror Story. It's, it's wild. It's wacky. I like it. So pretty much uh, this whole vignette was like uh, Brandy Rhodes as a voodoo queen. And, uh, so next tag team match, six-man tag team match, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy defeated Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and QT Marshall. Uh, best friends and were dressed as Rick and Morty. This was a Rick and Morty crossover. By the way, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, it is fantastic. First three seasons on Hulu. And, uh, yeah, so next Sunday, November... Tenth, this is season five. Four episodes of season five. You can watch that on Adult Swim. Anyway, truck. Um, the best friends in Orange Cassidy victorious after a suicide dive by Cassidy to take down two foes and the strong zero finisher for the win. So pretty much like I said, uh, Rick and Morty promotion. Don't really need to see say stuff there. The Elite defeat Jack Jack Evans and Helico and Kim Sapien. Pretty much, uh, the Young Bucks were dressed as Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter for Halloween, and Kenny Omega was uh, something from uh, Undertale, video game Undertale. Alright, so this match was moved score. Two amazing swicknesses in particular really stood out for me. First, Angelico had Kenny Omega trapped in a Negro Nevar figure four. It was broken up as Jack Evans did a corkscrew backflip onto Omega and the Young Bucks did a backflip 
Archer and Angelico's second was three consecutive Snapdragon suplexes by Omega to his opponents. The way Omega hits the low, hits the low angle, uh, pretty cool. The Elite were winners after a V-Trigger and one-winged angel from Omega. So pretty much uh, earlier in the night, Santana Ortiz beat up the Rock and Roll Express with, Express with loaded socks. They also double power bombed Ricky, Ricky Morton through his side stage. Later, they posed as Manzo to Rick and Morty mask him and Bush the Young Bucks. And finally, to open the show, I know I went from this, this card from bottom to from end of the show to beginning of the show. Omega's blood is on AEW's hands. John Moxley learned from Tony Khan that his match against Kenny Omega would be unsanctioned. So the results would not count in the win or loss column. Moxley hit the ring to beat up Peter Avalon and cut one heck of a promo. Uh, so pretty much what he did here is he aired his grievances about AEW trading him as a freaking outsider. He accused AEW of protecting Omega. And he pretty much uh, said they can shove it up their backside. He is another word there. But family-friendly podcast, got to keep it PG. Uh, Moxley intends on beating Omega within an inch of his life if the Elite versus the Inner Circle within an inch of its life. So, alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from that quick ad break. Uh, don't forget to check out the J3X show. Uh, when my good friend Peyton Burton, they do an amazing job over there. He is also the co-host of Everything College Basketball. With the season starting next Tuesday, those guys are excited and ready to bring you the best college basketball co- coverage around. Uh, me being a college basketball fan myself, I'm going to be listening to them a lot uh, when the regular season starts. But that's... But with that said and out of the way, we are going to talk about this headline that I'm about to read to you. 2019 WWE Survivor Series, uh, NXT joins battle with Raw and SmackDown on a major pay-per-view. Now, um, I'm going to read a little bit of the article here. And uh, this is from CBSSports.com. This was posted on October uh, 31st, so two days ago, or a day ago, however you want to look at it. Um, So pretty much I'm going to read the first two paragraphs of this article. Uh, If you guys want to check out the full article for yourself, it will be linked in the show uh, description. Article reads as follows. With a WWE brand split between Raw and SmackDown once again defined and the wildcard rule a thing of the past, the upcoming Survivor Series event seemed primed to once again be set up to be be Raw versus SmackDown. However, WWE WWE aired two different commercials during Thursday's Crown Jewel pay-per-view, stating that NXT would be added to the mix for one of WWE's biggest pay-per-views of the year. WWE's third brand has gained a higher profile with its weekly TV show moving to USA Network on Wednesday nights. 
The addition of the brand to one of WWE's traditional Big Four pay-per-views is likely to increase exposure for NXT's roster of incredibly talented wrestlers. And seeing stars from all promotions standing opposite one another helps cement NXT as a third main brand rather than a developmental territory as it was in the past. So, I really wasn't aware of this news because I honestly did not watch Crown Jewel. Um, I, I watched a little bit of it here and there, but it was hard because I had school and whatnot. Um, but the, the guy who, uh, uh, I should say a friend of mine made me aware that NXT is joining uh, Raw and SmackDown during Survivor Series this year. It's good old Austin Stroop. He sent me a message saying, hey, they aired a commercial during Crown Jewel and NXT is now going to be on Survivor Series. So, um, I want to take you guys back to last night. Friday night, depending on when you're, listen when you're listening to this. This is also on CBSSports.com. And this is a recap of SmackDown. And it says, shocking NXT invasion of SmackDown. And by the way, Brock Lesnar's moving to Raw. Which nobody really cares about. But the wrestlers I see in this picture here is what I'm looking at. It's Tommaso Ciampa, Bianca Belair, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I believe that's Trent Seven, or Tyler Bate, Leo Rush. Triple H, Adam Cole, Baby, Roger Strong, and Shanna Baszler, and I can't make out the rest. But uh, what what this uh, article says about uh, NXT invading SmackDown? Oh, by the way, SmackDown last night drew two point five. Million viewers. But besides that's besides the case. Let me read you these first let me read you what this article says on CBSports.com about the NXT invasion. When much of the SmackDown roster was unable to return from Crown Jewel from the Crown Jewel pay-per-view and Saudi Arabia following airplane mechanical issues, WWE was backed into a corner and how to approach the Fox televised show this week. What followed was a masterstroke of creativity with the NXT roster invading and dominating SmackDown. While WWE Champion Brock Lesnar quitting SmackDown to pursue Rey Mysterio on Raw was the early headline, it was NXT dominating the SmackDown roster in every possible way that will stand as the lasting memory of a wild and unpredictable edition of SmackDown. So without further with the excuse me, lasting memory of a wild and unpredictable edition of SmackDown. I I looked at the news, uh I, I didn't watch SmackDown Live, of course. I didn't watch SmackDown at all. But what because High school football. But when I got the notification from the WWE app, it says NXT superstars invade SmackDown. I'm like, wait a minute. 
So are are they doing a Nexus NWO DX sort of invasion here? Remember the time when DX invaded WCW Monday Night Nitro? That that's what that's what was going through my head. But I honestly think that this invasion, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it, so and the fact that they're being added to the Survivor Series pay-per-view is is really solidifying NXT as a third brand. To me, of course, I don't watch NXT live because AEW, you know, dynamite. Anyway, but NXT is not a developmental talent, a developmental brand anymore. It is now a, a a third brand, and what what people don't realize the the big jump from WWE Network to USA Network is drawing numbers. Now the past four weeks it hasn't won in this wrestling war against AEW, but it's drawing. And I think the more exposure you get to the NXT guys, the more numbers, the more fans, the more casual fans you're going to pull in. But on a side note, on a side note, we got two War Games matches this year. A men's and a first ever women's War Games match. But that's for a different time. Is is People who still call NXT a developmental brand. Yes, they still do call-ups and all that, send, send guys, guys down, whatever. It is now a third brand. And folks, this wrestling war just got a whole... Heck of a lot more interesting.